It's time to have one of those real conversations. All right. On today's episode, we're talking all about this idea of playing small versus playing to win. What are the differences? What are the indicators that you might be playing a little bit smaller than you could or should be? And what are the symptoms that come from that? What are the what's the byproduct of playing small versus the ROI? on going big, the ROI on playing to win. So we're going to dig into that. And then I'm going to give you a tangible framework that you can put into practice within your business that's going to help you continually shift away from that temptation to play small out of fear, out of doubt, out of uncertainty, out of comfort, and to lean into playing to win. All right, let's get to it. Hey, you're listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz. This is the space where we equip overwhelmed entrepreneurs to become the confident, visionary leader their business, team, family, legacy need to win. After working with countless entrepreneurs over the last decade plus, I've noticed this theme. No matter the level of success they achieved, and I've worked with some incredibly successful business owners, they get to this point where they're asking, now what? You know, what am I being called to next? What does next look like? How do I get there? If you're listening to this, you get it. You're craving more impact and you want to feel less frantic and in the weeds of your day-to-day roles and instead lead with that vision and that peace and that intention and that clarity. You want to wake up each morning with that clarity and vision and the time and the margin to do what you love in your business and in your life with your family. This show is where industry leaders come to grow into their next level of achievement and purpose and impact and legacy, success in business and true legacy at home. Get ready because we both know you don't just need another strategy. It is time for your breakthrough. This whole idea of playing small versus playing to win, it was something that was brought into my world back in 2016 when I sat across the dinner table from a mentor of mine, and he looked me dead in the face. And this was in the height, what I thought at the time was the height of my career, right? Many years later, I understand what what heights we can get to. But we had just broken the seven-figure mark in our business. That was a big goal that I had set for myself. I was hosting a mastermind event where we had over 25 elite entrepreneurs that qualified to be at this event, and I was personally mentoring them, and they were doing great in their business, and they were thriving, and I was kind of having one of those pat myself on the back moments of like, wow, you've really done it. (laughs) You've really done it, and one of my mentors came to this event to be a guest speaker. And we had this brief moment where we had the opportunity to kind of break off and be on our own and we're sitting together and I'm thinking that he's about to congratulate me on all that I had accomplished that year and shout me out for, you know, the financial goal that we had just achieved, which to me felt really big at the time. And look around the room at all the other people we were bringing along for the ride in their own successes. And we sat across the table from one another And he looks at me and he says, can I be brutally honest with you? And I'm like, okay, what's coming? And he says, Liz, you are drastically underperforming your potential. I did not see that coming. And honestly, the uh, fiery Italian in me wanted to just 
fight back immediately and start defending myself. Do you not see that we just hit this goal and look around the room? We have all these incredible entrepreneurs and we're, we have really great cash flow and we're doing all, I had all the reasons why I wanted to defend, pay attention to that word, defend what I had done. But what was such a gift in that particular mentor who's still a big part of my life, he always had the ability to see my potential, right? He didn't care if I hit a million. He didn't care if I hit 10 million. If it wasn't me living up to who God was calling me to be, he was going to call me out on it. And in that moment, he was calling me out because he saw that I was getting comfortable because we had hit some big goals. I was getting comfortable because I thought I was doing the things that the industry said I should do to be successful. But he knew there was more in me. And in that moment, I had a a complete, well, I shouldn't say in that moment. In that moment, I was spitting fire. (laughs) Several, several moments later, I had this realization of, wait a minute, just because I'm hitting a specific goal that I had set for myself, just because you look around the room and things appear to be going well, does not mean that I'm playing to win. I'm talking to you, successful entrepreneur, established business owner who has already had some wins because we hit those wins. Because we hit the goals, we start playing defense. We start protecting what is because we think that's as good as it's going to get. And we feel like we need to defend what we just did. What happens when a sports team will take A basketball team has a big lead. At the half, they are winning by 30 points. And their strategy going into the second half is to protect that lead. Not to get a bigger lead. To protect that lead. We got to defend what is. And they start just playing defense on that lead. The deficit gets smaller and smaller. And that other team, the opposing team that was losing by 30 points, came out in that second half, fired up, just playing to win, giving their best to that second half, pushing for a big goal, seeing the possibility, playing to win. You start to see that lead diminish and that other team start to pick up momentum and steam towards a win. And oftentimes, That team that had a drop-in-the-bucket win because they were up by 30 at the half, they end up losing because they played to keep, they played to maintain, and the other team played to win. And that 2016 moment for me when I got that gut punch of reality of, wait a minute, just because you had this success at one point, are you going to live the next, God willing, like 60 years of your life just just like hanging your hat on that past win or defending that past win? No, there's something ahead of you. And I'm not even necessarily talking about the next financial goal. It could be that, but I know that my mentor was also seeing the aspects of me that I wasn't living up to in my marriage, in uh, as a mother, as a leader, in so many different elements of who I am. So we are talking about this today because this is a plague among entrepreneurs and they don't even see it. So you're going to be leaps and bounds ahead of the rest just by understanding and acknowledging the difference between playing small and playing to win. Okay, so we recently had a retreat here at our farm where we brought our incubator members out. It's always so profoundly impactful. We spend, you know, nine months of the year together. 
in pursuit of big goals and new opportunities and growth and momentum and all these incredible breakthroughs to scale their business for ultimate freedom and prosperity. I don't want them just to make more money if it comes at the expense of their quality of life. I don't want them to just, you know, hit bigger goals if it's not what they're called to do. I want them to grow a business that allows them to live the life they're called to live, to do the work they're called to do. So we are spending nine straight months playing to win. And the the theme of our event when they came out here was boldly forward. We had these big sweatshirts. And the reason that we had that theme was because it's very common in a mastermind Whatever the duration of the mastermind is, in that last month or two, people start to get comfortable because they start, they've had some wins, right? We've been doing really hard work. They've been putting in the effort and they're starting to see the harvest, the fruits of their labor. So it's very common to start to get complacent and comfortable and like, I have to protect. That launch went well, so I have to preserve that. I have to do that launch again versus I'm innovating. I'm looking ahead. I'm being a visionary leader. I am playing to win. So the theme was boldly forward because that's the name of the game. That's life, okay? And I'm not necessarily always talking about business goals, But that idea of boldly forward, looking ahead, seeing the horizon line, knowing what you're called to next, and being willing to step into it with great risk, understanding that success and failure go hand in hand, and that risk comes with stepping outside of that zone of comfort, in stepping outside of what has worked traditionally. So we want to talk about this idea of just that 10x power. We're not just trying to like eke a little bit more out of what we've done previously. We are trying to 10x what we're doing boldly forward. Being bold means being a risk taker, being an innovator. So I'm going to walk you through a framework today that we came up with for setting bold goals. And you have to embrace being a little bit crazy. That's successful entrepreneurs are a little bit tapped. They're nuts. The things they're willing to do, people should look at you cross-eyed like, are you kidding? You're going to do that? You just did this thing over here and it's so safe and protected and good and you've got it down to a science and now you're going to step into this? Yep, (laughs) that's boldly forward. That's being an innovator. That's being a, a visionary leader. That's being courageous enough to tap into what's next, knowing that a complete Failure might be on the other side of that thing where you're going to extract the data, see what you could do better and jump into the next boldly forward move. Okay. So I'm going to walk you through that, but I also want to help you identify what, what's the difference between playing small and going for gold. And when you are playing small, it means there's a piece of you that's embracing mediocrity, that's allowing you to choose comfort or safety over innovation and possibility. And some of the reasons that we play small are fear of failure. How often do you feel this, you know, you're like, I've already figured this out over here. You know, my business is doing well. I'm not going to write a book because if I write the book and it doesn't go as well as this over here, I've gone backwards. We have that fear of falling back or failing in general or publicly failing, especially when you've seen some success, because now you're like, people are actually watching. But even in the early stages, we have that fear of failure. I have 
a, a dear friend who's wanting to break into a new industry. And she's been quietly behind the scenes creating a podcast. And I keep pushing her and saying, hey, when's your launch date? When's your launch date? And I'll ask her, she'll give me the date. I'll be like, okay, I'm going to check back in because I want to listen to the first episode. And then I'll check in and she'll be like, no, I haven't launched it yet. And it's all stemming from that fear of failure and that uncertainty with putting something out there that we don't know how it's going to do. But here's the guarantee. You don't put it out there. You don't get the answers to be able to tweak your way to victory. You don't put it out there. It's a guaranteed failure. Failure is not the enemy. Failure is information. Failure is an indicator. Failure is where you're going to get your answers. But failure is not the enemy. So I told her, I just sent her a bunch of hot dog emojis in a text. I said, the new name of the game, every time you have that creep up, you're just going to say to yourself, don't be a weenie. Don't be a weenie. That's like solving 95% of the battles that we face as leaders and entrepreneurs. It's like, I'm being a freaking weenie. I'm afraid what people are going to think. I'm afraid what happens if I fail. I'm afraid if I lose that money. I'm afraid, like we're doing things out of fear. If you could approach it, and play to win from this place of, I'm, I'm not going to be a weenie. I'm going to take the risk. I'm going to innovate the thing. I'm going to do it even if someone else is going to say I'm crazy. And I'm going to push myself boldly forward. That's where we start to see the progress. It doesn't mean it's this beautiful linear upward journey. It's like a this, but it's gradually going upward. It's gradually going upward. Your downs become a little bit higher. Your ups become a little bit higher. You're progressing in the right direction. You're changing your trajectory. If your issue is stemming from more like a resistance to change, this is where I would say it's time to challenge yourself as a leader, right? Because change can be really uncomfortable. And in fact, it can be really uncertain. And we when we feel unsteady on our feet and we can't predict the next thing, which by the way, we never can. Life throws a bajillion curveballs, throw entrepreneurship into it, and it's like two bajillion. That uncertainty holds us back from acting, from taking that action. But that's that preservation, that playing safe. When you start to embrace the idea that change is necessary. Evolution is necessary. It is our job to grow and evolve and develop. Then we can start to anticipate it as a piece of the process. It's no longer uncertain. It's like, oh yeah, this will certainly be uncomfortable. This will certainly bring uh, changes that we're going to have to adapt to. But that adapt the adaptability, the uh, willingness to change and grow is all a piece of the process. So if you're, if you feel like you're living in that, you know, protection zone and you're afraid to lose what you have, know that the deficit is going to keep reducing. Other people are going to keep playing to win while you're going to be playing small. And that's not how we're going to get to the big vision. It's not even in competition with other people. It's more for yourself. You know internally whether or not you're you're going for gold, whether or not you're moving boldly forward, or whether you're just trying to maintain what is. I know for me, I'm a creator, okay? I am deeply impacted, negatively impacted when I'm in seasons of just trying to keep things afloat. If I'm not developing anew, if I'm not enhancing, improving, growing, changing pushing myself. I live for challenge. It was funny. A friend of mine came and spoke at uh, one of our mastermind retreats that we hosted out in Franklin, Tennessee. And she did this 
process with us where we had to determine what motivated us. And I I was convinced that my motivator was going to be time. I love the idea of freedom, having flexibility in my schedule, no one telling me what to do or when to do it. And I was like, that's definitely my motivator. But when we went through kind of like an assessment, I found out that my true motivator was challenge. If I'm not being challenged, I'm dying a slow death. (laughs) And it's in all aspects of my life that when I get into those periods of time where I'm trying to protect what is instead of leaning into what's possible, it's eating away at me. And that's what happened in 2016 when my mentor called me out, point blank, where I realized, oh my gosh, because I found success, I was starting to play it safe. I felt like I had more to lose. I had more to lose. So what the byproduct of playing small, aside from limited growth, like I just talked about, missed opportunities, missed opportunities, doors open when you have momentum, when you are moving boldly forward, the world starts to open doors for you because people see something in you, right? They want to be a part of it. It's like freight train is leaving the station, get on or get out of the way. And people want to be a part of that. That's where the movement is created. That's where the momentum is developed. That's where you have inertia and you're harder to stop. Do you ever have times where you feel like you're just slogging through mud? It's like, oh my gosh, the wind is at your face. You're trying to push forward and it feels so hard. You don't have that momentum. You don't have that inertia. But have you ever had times where, you know, things are just kind of going well and one thing happens and then another good thing happens and then another good thing happens and your mind's in the right place and you're expecting those good things to happen? That's what happens when you have that inertia. So a byproduct of playing small is missed opportunities. A byproduct of playing to win is doors opening, more opportunities. So you have to look in the mirror and be willing to say, all this time I thought, you know, the world was out to get me. Why are they getting those opportunities and I'm not? And then question, well, am I playing small or am I playing to win? What does this season look like for me if I'm being totally honest? Another byproduct of playing small is your confidence starts to diminish. It starts to diminish. Picture that basketball game again. You're the star player on the winning team at half. You were shooting the whole first half. You were driving to the hole fearlessly. You were, you know, they were following you. You were going to the line. You were shooting. You were making your free throws. You had this confidence and all of those things were drops in your confidence bucket. But the second half, you get out of that sweet spot. Don't shoot they might get the ball, right? They might rebound it. Don't foul because you don't want to put them at the line. Everything's like, don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do the things you're good at. Don't try to do what you what made you come alive in the first half. Don't get back into that flow state. Play defense. Protect what you have. You don't want to lose it. Is that inspiring? Is that motivating? I don't want to lose what I have. That's too risky. I don't want to lose the money. I don't want to lose. That's not motivating. That's not inspiring. It's debilitating. You do that long enough and your confidence just starts going down the tubes, especially when other people are out there playing to win. 
and you see them moving forward. You see the momentum at their back. You see them starting to grow and you're wondering, wait, what's, what am I doing wrong? So diminished confidence is another piece. And then limited impact. I assume you aren't here to do what you do in a vacuum. I assume you don't create the courses or try and sell you know, clients into your programs or speak on stages to an empty room or write the book so nobody reads it. When you play small, you limit your impact. You decrease your legacy and you underutilize your gifts, which from where I come from is a slap in the face to the one who created you who put you here and said, take the risks. I'll back you up. I'll give you the gifts you need. And if you don't have them today, do the thing enough times and you will cultivate those gifts. Boldly forward, boldly forward, having the courage to continue going. And then, I don't know, for me, it's a regret thing. I ask myself this all the time. What would I regret more? Would I regret putting the thing out there and potentially being rejected, or nobody listens, or whatever, and then having the opportunity to learn and grow and learn and grow and learn and grow, or looking back and being like, I never even tried. I never took the risks. I never innovated because I had to protect. I had to protect my ego, which is what we're mostly protecting when we're playing small. When you let ego, ego can serve its own purposes, but when you let ego drive the train, you lose the opportunity for possibility. So I'm going to walk you through this framework that has helped me when I feel like I'm in a season of playing small. When I feel like I'm in a season where I know I'm called to more and I'm very uncomfortable in this protection zone and it's time to shift into playing to win. So bold goals. You're setting bold goals, boldly forward, okay? The B is belief belief. I want you to set these goals knowing that they're yours for the taking. They're yours for the taking. Even if you don't yet have the skills you need to pursue them, you don't yet have the team that's going to back you up, you don't have the money that's going to make it come to fruition today, you're setting that goal with a deep belief that this is intended for you. And there's a piece of me that every time I set a goal, I know that it was placed on my heart for a reason, even if the reason was not to hit that goal, but to learn something, right? To build that momentum, to be exposed to something else. So bold goals start with a belief in the goal you're setting. You don't set the goal over here while your mind plays tricks on you over here of all the reasons that it's never going to happen for you. You have to break through those limitations and really embrace that belief. And it's okay because the goal isn't to hit it now right? It's in the future in some capacity. So you have the time to become the person you need to be in pursuit of that goal. And just by pursuing it, you are being crafted into that person. So you can have that belief and you can have that trust that this was placed on your heart for a reason, even if it's not the reason you might understand today. The O is ownership. You own it. It doesn't just go in the calendar, right? You tell your family, you talk to your team, you put it out there for that ownership and accountability, that this is your goal and that you are pursuing it and that you might need support in pursuing it, but it is yours at the end of the day. Own it. Be a leader. Leaders take ownership. 
It's required in the pursuit of achieving goals. Okay, so we have belief and ownership. And then it's laser focus. It's laser focus. Take out that scroll to-do list that's 56 miles long and then look at that list and say which of these things is directly in alignment with me pursuing this goal that was placed on my heart, that I've chosen, that I believe in, that I own. You will come to find out that 55.95 miles of your 56-mile-long to-do list have nothing to do with the goal. They are keeping you busy, and they are keeping you off track from pursuing the thing that you say you want to pursue. They go away. They get delegated. They get eliminated. They get pushed into another quarter or year. If you were going to own this goal, if you were going to believe it's yours, but the day-to-day tasks and where you put your time, energy, efforts, focus are not towards the goal, there's a lack of congruence, which will lead to a lack of achieving the goal, which leads to disappointment. Because you had one expectation, but the work you did didn't align with that expectation. You got to back it up. You got to get laser focused. There needs to be evidence every single day in your calendar planner, you know, whatever it is that you work from, of you working towards this thing. It doesn't have to be 100% of your time, but your efforts and your energy should be largely focused towards this goal. And then the D is determination backed up by discipline. We'll call it double Ds, okay? Determination, discipline. I see this so often. People can set the goal and they believe in it and then they own it. It's mine. I tell people I want accountability, right? And then they get the laser focus. But they lose that discipline two weeks in. They lose that determination a few weeks in. That has to be something you eat, sleep, and breathe. And here's the good news. A lot of people think, I'm just not that disciplined. Discipline is a choice. It's a muscle you develop. I am, you know what's funny? I say this sometimes. I probably have said it on the show before. My mom will regularly say to me, it is so cool watching you do what you do now because 15 years ago, I just didn't see that in you. I always wondered like, will there ever be something that she just stays focused on and she will, you know, grit her teeth and push through on it because you would flop from thing to thing. I hadn't developed my discipline muscle yet. I wasn't that determined in any one particular thing. And then as an adult, I started to realize, oh, this is a choice. I can be in the moment and look at the thing that I need to do in order to get to where I want to go. And I can look at it and say, I don't want to do that thing. I don't want, I don't feel like it. I'm exhausted. And I can do it anyway. Oh, okay. I get it now. So that determination will lead to that discipline. And that discipline is something that you flex and you do whether you want to do it or not. And that is going to propel you forward. And then soon, what was once something you didn't want to do becomes a habit, becomes something that you see the fruits of your labor and it's worth it to you. And it can even become something you want to do. So we have bold laid out right there. How about goal? Game changing. Game changing. This is a mistake that a lot of entrepreneurs make. They're playing small. So their goals reflect that. I can't tell you how often, and this is the power of a mastermind, okay? Can't tell you how often my mastermind members will put a goal on the table and I'll be like, great, move it up six months. 
awesome. Put an extra 100K behind it, right? Because I can see it from a vantage point that they can't see when they're feeling all the feelings of doubt and wanting to protect what is. And I can say, that is not a game-changing goal. That's a comfortable goal. That's a logical goal. That's an obvious next step goal. Game-changing goal. So when you set a goal, say, is this going to change the game for me? Or is this going to keep me comfortable? Is this going to propel me into my next level of success and possibility? Or is is this going to allow me to protect what I've already built? Game-changing goals. The O is having a level of optimism. And I am the first one to admit this is the hardest piece for me. This is the hardest piece for me because I naturally am a skeptic. I naturally revert to all the ways something isn't going to work. So that optimism and that mindset of this is happening, this is possible for me. I am staying in the positive. When I face a challenge, I'm going to be optimistically uh, focused forward, right? I'm going to look for the ways to make this come to life. I'm going to lean back into that belief that I had right when I set this goal. So there has to be some level of optimism in the process because when you look for the ways it's going to fail, you will find countless ways. You got to find the one way that it's not and you got to keep pursuing that one little slice of the pie that is going to allow you to stay in belief and stay in momentum and stay optimistic. My husband's really good at this and I'm terrible at it. So this is something where I'm fighting nature every single time. And I'm going to challenge you to do the same thing. The next piece is action-oriented. Action-oriented. This is sometimes people are really good at this where they are just like take massive action. And sometimes people are really struggle with this. They can believe it. They can, you know, do all the organization of it. They can map it out. They can plan for it. But when it comes to doing the things day to day to day that are going to actually move the needle towards this goal, they struggle with it. So this comes a little bit back to the discipline and the determination, but it should be an action-oriented goal. It should be something that you can actually take action on right now. You can do the work to propel towards it. It might take you six years. Maybe your goal is six years out. Maybe your goal is six months out, but you should be able to be really purposeful towards the actions you're taking in pursuit of this thing. The next piece, leverage. Leverage. This should be a leverage goal. You're going to seek opportunities to leverage the resources you have, to leverage the skills and the passions you have, to leverage your network, the people around you, to accelerate your progress. So another reason a mastermind is so, so powerful. We have our mastermind members constantly setting bold goals instantly they have acceleration towards that goal because they have a room of 20 people that are like, I'll put you in touch with so-and-so. This will be great. You got to get on this podcast. We'll get you out to these 50,000 people in their network. Oh, I'm speaking at a summit. Let me see if they'll have you come in as a speaker. Oh, let me look at your sales page. Yeah, that's not using the right sales language. Let's tweak that right away. This awesome big goal, instead of them sitting there and it taking five years to get to this goal. It's five months because they have 20 other bodies, brilliant minds coming to the table and saying, leverage us, leverage these resources. Let me see what you can't see. Let me call out those blind spots and fill some of those gaps. If you are trying to do this kind of stuff on your own, 
for the love of all things holy. I can't challenge you enough. If it's not one of our masterminds, get yourself in a mastermind. Make sure it's led by the right person and they are really, really particular about who they bring in because this leverage piece can 10x the speed on pursuing any and everything. It is so worth every penny of investment. I know when you're investing in a mastermind, it's like, oh, is this going to be worth it? If you're in the right one, all bets are off. The speed at which you can pursue and achieve your goals is just uncorked. If you're looking for a place like that, we do have our program. It is selective, but we want to hear from you. We want to hear from you because if it's not this, and it's not us, we will put you in touch with the right people. We know a lot of people in the industry at the Luminary Leadership Co., through the Luminary Leadership Co., and we will point you in the right direction because we believe in the power of the pack. So go to luminaryleadershipco.com forward slash incubator. I've been running these for almost 12 years. It has profoundly changed the lives of every single person that's come in through this program and put in their efforts, and I want to support you. But if it's not us, I want to put you in touch with the right people. This is a key piece of the puzzle. And finally, the S in goals is specific. You've heard this a thousand times. A goal is I don't want to, it's not I want to grow my business. All right. It's not I want to create more podcasts. What is the specificity behind this goal so that we can identify, yeah, you did it. No, you didn't right? We need to be able to measure that. So be clear and specific, make it measurable. That's bold goals. You are going to break through to your next level. When you stop playing small, when you start seeing the possibility for winning, when you look at the opportunities ahead of you and you say, it is worth the risk. I know in taking that risk comes the potential of failure, but with the potential of failure, comes the potential of momentum and learning and growth. There is no way around it. No way around it. You cannot skip this part. So you make a conscious choice today. Am I going to continue to protect what is? Am I going to continue to play small in who I am as a leader, in what I'm building within my business, in how I operate in my family and in my home? Or am I going to truly and finally step into who I'm called to be, in what I'm called to do, in what's been placed on my heart? And take the risks that come with it, knowing that that's where the glory is. That's where the possibility is. I can believe in you all day because I do, but that doesn't matter. Step into it, set those bold goals, and pursue the possibility. If this spoke to you, please share it with someone else who could benefit from setting bold goals and playing to win. Someone that you see something in them and you believe in them maybe they're not able to see in themselves. You can be the wind at their back. Just pass this along to them. And if this helped you in any way, can you leave us a review? It helps us so much in getting this show out into the right hands. We'll drop some resources in the show notes for you or in the description below. Check it out. Connect with us. We're always happy to support you. Thanks for tuning in. I hope today's episode gave you what you needed. If it spoke to you, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next powerful episode. And I know it's so cliche to ask for a review. It always feels weird asking for one, but you guys, that makes a huge impact on the show. We read every one of them and it helps us get incredible guests to serve you. Don't be shy. I love connecting with our listeners. 
You can follow along on Instagram when I'm on there at Eliz Hartke. And if there's a topic or a question or a guest you have for us, reach out, share your thoughts. You can connect at marketing at luminaryleadershipco.com. And we do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve you. Thanks for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. Tune in next week to keep building your legacy and becoming the confident visionary leader you are meant to be.